Welcome to Everyday Economics, a podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of the America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. We are recording this episode on Tuesday, July 26th. And joining me as always is my friend and colleague, Dr. Orfi Devangi. He's a PhD economist. Dr. Devangi, what's up? <laughs> it's funny how you call me doctor all the time. You know, it's, it, I think you're the only person who calls me. I've doctor. got this pain in my shoulder and I've been wondering <laughs> hopeful that maybe you could uh, help your shoulder. Not a chance, not a chance, man. I got something bubbling here that I want to talk to you about. I think it's on the minds of, of most Americans right now. And that is the federal reserve is going to meet again on Wednesday. We're taping this as I just mentioned, on Tuesday, July 26th, July 27th, Jerome Powell, the Fed chairman, is expected to come out and say, yeah, we're going to raise interest rates again. And the federal rate is projected to go up by 0.75%. What do you think? Is that going to happen? Is it only going to be 0.75%? I'm expecting rates to go up to bring down inflation. The Fed is committed to bringing down inflation because the risk is too high. Inflation is already eating away at consumer finances. We're seeing it in retail sales. We're seeing it everywhere. But unfortunately, it's becoming increasingly obvious that the Fed needs help. If you think about the tools they have available, raising rates is there to kind of squeeze demand. Problem is that with interest rates increasing, the cost of financing goes up. And so the supply side is also being harmed Mm -hmm. by increasing interest rates. And so in a situation where we need productive capacity to expand, so we need more supply, raising rates is not going to get the job done necessarily without, of course, a recession. If you look at the past episodes, you look at the 70s, you know, when inflation was, uh, was very high. The only thing that brought down inflation was a recession. If the Fed continues to raise rates, it's going to squeeze demand so much that a recession will be inevitable. And unfortunately, we're already starting to see the signs. The signs mm-hmm. are everywhere, except in the labor market, where basically we still have a ton of job openings when compared to the number of job seekers that are out there. I'm looking at a Wall Street Journal that's advancing of the Fed meeting for tomorrow. And at the bottom of that story is a chart. And it's, it's really very clever. It's a tiled chart. Well, first of all, it suggests that overall, Americans right now are looking at inflation 9.06%. If the Fed increases the rate by 0.75, and inflation is at 9% now, what does this look like over the next 30 days or, or the next 90 days for the typical American consumer. I mean, will we still see inflation continue to climb? Does inflation level off? Does the Fed rate in the immediate days after a decision have any measurable impact over the reality of the marketplace? Not at all. We know that policy operates with a lag and that it could take 18, 24 months before we see the impact of increasing interest rates on inflation. And so, What happens when the Fed raises rates is that your credit cards, all these adjustable rates are going to creep up and you're feeling the pinch. And uh, but you're also feeling the pinch on the inflation side because inflation hasn't come down yet. 
And so consumers, but also businesses, are seeing their cost increase tremendously. The cost of financing new investments increase tremendously, which are also, by the same token, seeing their labor cost increase, their materials cost increase because of inflation. Mm-hmm. Businesses are being squeezed, and those squeezed businesses will tighten the belt. And unfortunately, I mean, a decrease in supply is not going to help us bring prices down. I think the Fed is incredibly limited in its ability to to do the job without causing a recession. And so the federal government and maybe even state and local governments could step in. In fact, they should step in. What measures could they take? I mean, in certain states, you've you've had state governments step in and, and they've peeled off taxes on gasoline. They've peeled off taxes on in states where they've taxed groceries. They've they've peeled those off. What else could they do? What are the other levers that could be that could be pulled? Those are the wrong things, the wrong levers. Okay, right. So you you get rid of that. You get rid of taxes on gas and, 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 you know, and those things. And what you end up with is it's a tax on consumption. Right. So so you're removing a tax on consumption. So you get more consumption. Inflation, consumer prices are increasing rapidly. If we wanted to reduce taxes, we'd have to reduce taxes to deal with taxes that hurt the supply side of the economy. And so that's the way I would go. But also like at the federal level, deficit reductions. All these states that are basically rebating money to to residents are contributing to our inflation problem. Depending on what state you live in, and, and you know, I'm in Illinois. I mean, we are poised here to be receiving a, not an insignificant rebate to help offset the cost of fuel and whatnot. I think it's averages something like $500 on average to anyone who filed income taxes la- in the last year. You're saying that, that that's not a good thing? Oh, absolutely not. Essentially, the Fed is trying to bring down inflation, but states are trying to push it up. They're working against the Fed. We need the federal government, we need the state and local governments to work with the Fed. Mm-hmm. to bring down inflation. One way to do that is to deregulate when it comes to land and building regulations, for example. One of the reasons we're seeing housing costs increase so much is because builders can't build. Yep. Right. Builders are being squeezed by labor, material costs. They also have to deal with building and land regulations. I mean, one report from the National Association of Home Builder that came out not too long ago basically said 44% of the cost is federal, state, and local regulations. Mm-hmm. Imagine that almost half. We could bring down the cost of housing a lot if we allow builders to build. I hate to break it to you, but it's an election year. Politicians are going to politic. And I, I think there are a number of states where cash is headed back from the coffers into the hands of the potential voters. That's terrible policy because what that is doing is basically it's fighting the Fed in bringing down inflation. What's your anticipation in terms of Mr. Powell's increase in the rate for Wednesday? So far, I, I, I still think, I think the consensus 75 basis points could be one. and really has to happen fast. Now, of course, there's a trade-off and the trade-off is the risk of recession increases, right? Because we're, we're squeezing families, we're squeezing businesses in order to bring down the level of price increases. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Devungi. For Orfe, this has been Chris Krug, president of the Franklin News Foundation. You've been listening to Everyday Economics, a production of the America's Talking Network. Be sure to subscribe to this and all the terrific podcasts at America's Talking Network by going to americastalking.com. 